Hello, I am Matt Williams, and this is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I am back from Indy, all settled in, get back to my routine, trying to catch up with all the wonderful things that happened at the Combine. We will be doing a lot of draft coverage here coming up. Um, I'm at Williamson NFL. If you don't know, please spread the word. The Locked On Podcast Network is killing it, as am I, of course, on the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm a former scout in the league. I was at ESPN for 10 years as a feature analyst for them. And today... There was a big trade the other day of Robert Quinn going from the Rams to the Dolphins. And what the Rams got in exchange for him was a fourth-round pick, and then they swapped sixth, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, I'm also going to give you the Bucks team's needs today. And they kind of correlate because I pulled up the Roto World, Roto World blurb on him, and... Apparently, I mean, this isn't verified, 100% fact, but apparently the Bucks offered a fourth-round pick and the Browns offered a fifth-round pick for Quinn. And he ended up going to Miami, which we'll discuss both sides of that in a moment. And we'll discuss the Bucks things down the road. But I look at the Browns and think, you have so many picks. I mean, if and you have so much cap space. And, oh, by the way, the Bucks have a lot of cap space, too, which, again, we'll get to the Bucks here down the road. How do you, how do those two teams get outbid by Miami if you really love them? And he's a very good player, a highly athletic player. I thought he came on even more down the stretch. Uh, he's 27 years old. He'll be turning 28 here in the next couple months. However, he has a long injury history, including back issues, and that makes me wonder, do the Rams know more about him medically than everybody else, or are they concerned about him? Even if not, he's making a lot of money, and I think it's pretty obvious what the Rams are doing here. They, they franchised um, Joyner today, free safety, probably the best free safety on the market in this recruit, or in this free agent class. And they have to give Aaron Donald a huge amount of money here in the very near future. They traded for Peters, who doesn't cost a lot of money at the moment. But basically, I think they just need to dump some salary. you know. And, and sure, they'll like the pick back in return, too, and they could use it. But the salary, getting the salary off the books is huge. And for the Rams, I do think it, it opens up a need for another edge guy, for sure. But I also don't know that Quinn was a wonderful fit in Phillips' defense. You know, and, and sure, he made it work, and he's a really good athlete. But he's not exactly Vaughn Miller coming from a two-point stance. You know, you look at the Bucks Again, we'll get to them in a moment. Miami. I mean, high, high percentage four-man lines with those teams where he'd be a 4-3 defensive end. And I do think that's what he's best suited for. So, you know, McVeigh and... Phillips inherited a lot of dudes, including Quinn. Yeah, they made it work. But for what he makes and maybe not being the ideal scheme fit, I can see why they'd move on, get a reasonably uh, valuable draft pick. Fourth-round picks aren't garbage. I mean, you can find a, a four-year cheap labor dude or a four-year starter. I mean, that's a, an, an important pick. Obviously, Quinn on Sundays is worth more, but there's more to the equation than that. So, I, I think it's pretty clear what the Rams were thinking on this one. The Dolphins, 
I don't know if I know what they're thinking, period. I understand that they want to rush for, they want to be dominant on the defensive line. I am all for adding to a strength. I get that. But they don't have a ton of cap space, you know, unlike the Bucks and the Browns, who I mentioned in this equation. They have an unbelievable... The Jags are the only team now in the league that have more tied up in their defensive line, cap space percentage-wise, than Miami. Maybe it's a Florida thing. You know, you got Wake. Sue's counting a crazy number against the cap. And in general, they have like nine or ten guys that are making... They may even be more than that. That are making like nine plus million a year, including like Kiko Alonso. And, you know, obviously Sue signed that incredible deal. And Wake and Branch. I mean, they signed Branch to big money a year ago. And Tannehill, and you understand that. And James, the right tackle. Pouncey. I mean, a lot of guys that you're not getting a ton back from. Oh, by the way, you have Landry franchised. It does sound like they'll trade him. They'll get some sort of pick in return. So maybe they get a fourth back from, you keep hearing Baltimore. You keep hearing Chicago. But they have a lot of needs. I mean, I I just saw what the Eagles did. Yes, you, you keep trotting out stud defensive linemen. And you guys know me well enough that if I could build a team when in doubt, add a defensive lineman. And Quinn more than qualifies for that equation. And we just saw the Eagles just bringing them in in waves. I get that. I understand it. But their linebackers are rough. You know, I mean, you got a ton tied in Alonzo. They might cut Timmons, but they only think they save like a million doing that. They get McMillan back next year. Corners are okay, but could use another. Safeties are okay. You know, again, the line's a strength. But you look at the offense... They're going to move on from Julius Thomas. They're going to move on from Landry. You know, what does that leave you in pass catchers? Not that Thomas is any good. Stills and Parker, who still hasn't, you know, hit the scene and exploded. There's a lot of talk, you know, and there's been this rumblings that Landry could go to the Bears in exchange for Howard, and maybe they swap first-round picks. We'll talk about that deal if it happens, and I could understand that. But again... Do they need a back? Do they need a defensive lineman? You know, I mean, I, I get the allure with Howard and it fit there well. They need guards, man. They need guards. They need receivers. And I'm not even talking quarterback yet. I mean, I'm a Tannehill fan, and I would love to see what Gase could do with him. But the health situation, you can't avoid. And I just have my questions overall with how the, the Dolphins are currently structured you know where their money is where the how they divide up the pie in Miami right now and with all respect to Quinn who I only have good things to really say about except for possible health concerns durability concerns again I'm not sure that I have more faith in Miami or you know for making this move so that's kind of where I stand this deal a couple of you on Twitter had asked me hey you ever going to get around to talking about this trade um I had Lauren on yesterday just talking Bears, so I didn't bring the trade up. So, interesting one. There's no doubt. I mean, in trades in the NFL, they kind of get me going. I mean, trades in the NFL are fun. All right. So, let's talk about the Bucks, who apparently were in on the Quinn sweepstakes. 
And I would like to move a lot more from their perspective than I do Miami's. And we'll get to team needs here and, frankly, pass rush will come at the very top. Um, they're 5-11 and this past year. I love the way that Winston came back strong. I like the weapons here a lot. They've moved on from Doug Martin. Um, they're going to have the 7th overall pick in the draft. And after the combine, I feel a little bit better about who I would take at seven now than I did a you know a couple weeks ago. I kind of thought they might be a little bit in draft no man's land, but at seven, I think they'll be in good shape. And maybe there's still a quarterback on the board that someone will give you a lot for to come and get. Then you move down to twelve or the two Bills picks or whatever. So I kind of like where Tampa's sitting in the draft a lot more now than I did then. Um, and they have a lot of salary cap space. And I expect them to be very active in using it. So they de- they definitely have some areas of need. And again, I wrote this up for fansided.com. Go to fansided.com, type in Matt Williamson, and you'll see all these um, free agent targets that I wrote and team needs. And people seem to really enjoy whenever I spend a, a locked-on show chatting with you guys. Even if you're not a Bucks fan, I think it's fun to just take a team and dig into it as if you're the GM. Um, you will see an overriding theme here that the pass defense needs massively upgraded. They had the fewest sacks in the league, was absolutely one of the worst pass defenses in the league. Of course, a better pass rush, and we'll get to that, would help the secondary. But... TJ Ward's, I mean, safety to me is their number five need. We're going to count them down in, you know, least important to most. Safety, I have at five. TJ Ward's not coming back. Keith Tandy is also a free agent. Chris Conti, all respects to him, he played the most snaps of any Buck safety last year. And he's fine, but he's not a difference maker. They did use a second-round pick on Justin Evans, and that's why this, this position of need isn't as massive, so at least give him a give him a shot. You know, I mean, they second round pick last year had a lot of ability. I liked him coming out of school, but again, this this pass defense needs everything they can get. Um, when in doubt, don't ignore any coverage player. I mentioned they move on from Martin, which makes running back their number four need. You could probably swap safety and running back if you want, whatever. But no, I mean, you don't have. Charles Sims is also a free agent. I think it's safe to say that Barkley will not be there at 7. Too early for Geis, even though I like Geis a lot. Would you be in the market for a Crowell? Or how about Hyde? I mean, you got the money. Deion Lewis. I mean, I kind of like the Hyde fit. I hadn't thought of that one off the bat. But again, Martin's not coming back. Sims is a free agent. Peyton Barber and Jacquez Rogers... You guys are probably going, what? They're very, very different. They walk in the door. They look nothing alike. But they're better than you think. I'm not saying they're good enough. But if you would use your early second round pick on a running back, Nick Chubb or whomever you like, and they're not quite ready opening day, I think Barber and Rodgers are quality guys. You know, I mean, they're good enough. This is a deep running back class. There are a couple free agents I think that would be noteworthy, like I mentioned. I'd like to see Hyde here, though. And really, running backs aren't going to cost you a lot. So they'll add somebody to really the top of their depth chart. I think they will add a number one running back. 
The third need for me, counting backwards, interior offensive line. And this one, really, there's some versatility in terms of filling that need. Let's start at the tackles. I know I said, in you know, interior. That's why I think interior, it is interior. Donovan Smith has ability, his size. They apparently like him more than I do. He's had a lot of opportunities to be the left tackle and hasn't shown to be up for the job. I think this is an absolute make or break a year for him. Maybe you add a tackle who would be a guard for a year and replace Smith through you know, early in the season, late in the season, next season, never, stay at guard, whatever. But that's one spot. Donovan, or uh, I'm sorry, um, at right tackle, you're pretty well set. You know, DeMar Dotson is a good player. I think you have a starter there. Don't worry about right tackle for me. The best player on the line is Ali Marpet. Marpet can play center. He can play guard. So I think he's better at guard, but he can do either. So between Marpet and Dotson, you have two above average to high end starters. I think Smith is going to be the starting left tackle, whether you like it or not. But again, maybe you can draft a tackle that you bump into guard, like I said. Um, the free agents on this line, though, are Evan Smith, Kevin Pamflow. I'm not sure if I even say his name right. Those two played about 1,500 snaps between them last year, which isn't what you want. Smith is a better player of the two. He's a center. And then, of course, Marpet would go to guard. But neither is really the answer. Neither are you saying, boy, they got a lot of guy, they got a lot of ability there. We love them. J.R. Sweezy's also in the mix and had a rough, rough year. Remember, he was injured two years ago. Maybe he's not the same. They have a ton of cap space, but they could. there's a lot of talk that they will be cutting Sweezy here in the next couple days, too, to make even more. But there's not a lot in the way of free agent offensive linemen to help you. I mean, you could get like Jensen from Baltimore. I think he's probably the best center out there. There's a couple guards. We talked about that yesterday on the when we were talking Bears. I love the interior offensive linemen, though. I mean, would Quentin Nelson fall to them at seven? Maybe. I mean, if, if Chubb, Minka, Barkley, and a couple quarterbacks go... Maybe, you know, I mean, um, so I kind of guess this goes off track a little bit, but you, you can do the math right off the top of your head. If you're sitting there at seven and we say three running or three quarterbacks are gone and Minka, Chubb, Nelson, Barkley, that brings me to seven bodies right there. You know, so you can almost sit there at seven and probably get one of those four position players. And I'm maybe jumping the gun saying that three will go in the top six, three quarterbacks. But that's not crazy talk considering the needs and doesn't look like Denver's going to get Cousins. And I'm sure the Browns will take at least one, or they're going to take one and one of their two picks. So, you know, maybe you just sit there and you take Minka Chubb. I don't think Barkley will be there. Or Nelson. Boy, Nelson would be nice. I mean, all those guys would be nice for considering these teams' needs. So again, this brings me back to the spot of, I like where the Bucks are sitting at seven. But their offensive line needs two starters. It's a good interior class, though, 
for rookies, guards and centers. So, but and they do have some versatility, as I just laid out. Uh, second biggest need, corner. This isn't shocking. I still like Vernon Hargraves, but he hasn't taken the big step forward like you kind of thought he would when they used the first round pick in 2016. Um, Brent Grimes, he can still play. He's a bit of a freak. He's 35 here. He's about to be 35, though, and he's a free agent. Maybe you sign him on a one-year deal, but someday the freak's going to end. I mean, is he the next Terrence, Terrence Newman? Maybe. I don't know. He's 35-year-old corner. Uh, Robert McLean's contract is up. I mean, so what? Um, Ryan Smith is in the mix. He played almost 600 snaps last year. And he's okay. You know, I mean, I guess you're happy he's there. So him and Hargraves are the only guys that are really, that you can count on at this point. Neither is a number one. Um, what if you could land Minka? Or if somebody, you know, if you trade down and then you, you get Ward possibly. Or, you know, I mean, there's some, you might have your pick of corners. And Minka might be more safety than corner, but use them all over. He's a slot guy. And I do think they should be, Looking this direction for sure in free agency, you know, preferably a guy with size, but the free agent or the pass defense is terrible. The corner situation is pretty dire as we sit here, you know, early March. Um, to no shocker, defensive end slash pass rush is their biggest need. Um, they just a quick note: they do have Gerald McCoy. He's a great player on the inside. Um, it, it looks like they'll cut Baker, Chris Baker, who they gave pretty good money to just a year ago. Disappointing season. Um, at some point, maybe adding a do-it-all defensive tackle or even just a space eater, a Don Terry Poe that can give you a little push. You know, So they could use a defensive tackle. That didn't make my list, though, the head of safety or running back. But defensive end is a problem. 22 sacks last year. 16 games and you only get 22 sacks. Blah. You know, they play a lot of zone. They don't blitz often. You better get there with your front four. <laughs> and needless to say, they didn't. Um, a, a breakout guy that I was preaching a year ago was Noah Spence. But they lost him in week three. I mean, so he returns. You know, where's he at right now? You know, but he's coming off a second major shoulder injury of his of his career or of his life. Um, so maybe he comes back and he does bounce back, you know, and does break out. Robert Ayers is good. You know, Robert Ayers is good. He's a quality all-around defensive end. But they need help. You know, I mean, could Ayers kick inside regularly and line up next to McCoy with Spence and question mark as your, you know, edge guys? I don't know exactly how that would work out. I don't have a real problem with it. But without going too much into detail, hey, 22 sacks last year in 16 games, you know, Pass rush has to improve, and it has to come from the front four. You got McCoy, you got Spence, you got Ayers, but somehow you have to improve that pass rush. Defensive end was my number one need. But, you know, when you spell it out, it's not quite as dire as corner or some of these others. But 22 sacks in 16 games. I mean, how many times do I have to say that? So that's my take on the Bucks. They should be active in free agency. Like I said, I really like where the draft sets up for them now as I did, more than I did before. And brutal division, though. Brutal division. The toughest division. All right. Over and out. See you later.